Welcome everyone to Grim After Dark, uh, the Frontline Gaming Network's weekly interview show where we hit the high points of the last week from the Frontline Gaming community. One thing we all love, which force is Warhammer. Tonight, I know I said earlier uh, that we were going to have Marshall Peterson on, but because I am unable to tell him a time correctly, um, that didn't work out. So Marshall's going to be on next week. Uh, tonight, we are going to have Taylor of Taylor uh, come on and tell us about uh, what he feels is the best book that takes the the story in the greatest direction uh, for Warhammer, Godblight, book three of the, the, the Dark Imperium series. So if you have not read that yet, keep watching, because if you've watched the Taylor before, we lit, you, you can't follow along. It's just random collections of stuff together. Um, it's fantastic. I was going to touch on um, a, a tweet that caught my eye, and we're going to hit on uh, our meme of the week. Uh, which I am super excited for. Before that, uh, we are getting ready this weekend for Charity Hammer, which you're going to hear a whole lot about. Um, Danny, you are playing in the GT for Charity Hammer. Uh, we're going to talk about your run one uh, towards the end of the segment here. So so hold that bile and rage a little bit. Um, but how is your prep going for Charity Hammer? Well, uh, thanks, John. Great to be here. Uh, prep is going great. Um, I just based, uh, like a hundred miles today. So going, uh, a one, um, <laughs> I'm planning on getting, uh, all the metal bits done tonight. We'll see how that works out. And then I have tomorrow. So yeah, got to get these guys ready for, for this weekend. Yeah. So if you want to see some slothfully painted or quickly three colored, I believe is the more polite way to put it. Um, <laughs> Uh, almost battle ready. Quasi almost battle ready. <laughs> to the point where I think Colin Sherman, he was on last week, uh, he is um, hosting Charity Hammer. He's going to give Danny five battle ready points instead of ten because it's <laughs> almost there, but 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 not quite. Yeah. Um, before we kind of go forward onto that, let's talk a little bit about a tweet uh, that really caught my eye uh, this week. Uh, black library author, and this really works out for us because we're talking to Taylor about a black library book here, but Aaron Dembski Bowden sent out this fantastic tweet, uh, which is a great encapsulation of what is wrong with the world today. Um, uh, so we want to look at that on screen now. So we have, he says, a lot of people contact me through my various social media inboxes or through my website, etc. They're basically always lovely. I try to reply, but there's too many to be consistent on that score. However, I get significantly more dick pics sent to me than you might imagine. Um, I do want to apologize to Tyler, uh, our wonderful editor in advance for this. He's going to have to be on on point uh, for the next five minutes or so. Danny. Um, <laughs> are you saying that because of me or? The subject matter more than okay. anything else. Um, well, well, <laughs> who's I guess, sending the dick pics? <laughs> I mean. Do people what? really love Black Legion so much that, like, you know what will really show how much I appreciate, like, the effort and thought he put into this book is a picture of my penis. I guess. Um, I mean, Kaon is just so powerful, right? That like Literally the best character in all of 40 characters. So, yeah. I get it. So, I, guess. I guess we're going we're gonna to have you take us through, Danny. Um like the top three reasons uh, you uh -huh. should send a dick pic uh, to your favorite author. Okay. So, so why don't you tell us uh, what is the number three reason uh, to send a dick pic to your favorite author? Uh, don't send them a dick pic. Okay. Okay. Just uh, don't. Number two. What is okay. your number two reason uh, <laughs> to send uh, a dick pic to a black library author? Stop sending dick pics to black library authors. <laughs> and then if I could round this one out, with our number one reason to send a dick pic to a, a book author of a series you enjoy, uh, don't send pictures of your genitals to anyone. No one wants that. Not even, yeah, people who say they do. They're lying. It's all lying. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I opened up my Twitter this weekend. I was super surprised to see uh, a tweet uh, saying that people do that. So I'm like, huh. Uh, that's not something I would expect. Could you imagine, if you will, close your eyes, transport yourself to a place where you are a black library author, and you're like, I just got my book out. I made my deadline. It's really great. They didn't have to scrap the entire thing and fire me and have it rewritten by someone else because it's the Siege of Terror series. Awesome. It's released. 
And then as soon as it's out in the wild, you check your, your Twitter notifications and you're like, oh, cool. Someone messaged me. And they must really like the book. It's and like, that's what you get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Danny's arm. Yeah. <laughs> that is a sizable, sizable thing. Dude. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, all right. So I put myself in this scenario, John, and I got to disagree with you just a little bit. Right. Okay. I, guess I can see myself like wanting to get a dick pic as like recognition of how good of an author I am. Like, man, I wrote a book that made this guy's so hard that he just had to send me, <laughs> had to send me a picture of it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of flattering in a way, I guess. Right. In like, sexual assault kind of way yeah yeah we also want to welcome uh, Taylor uh amber for making her first cameo on, on the podcast right here um okay and, and on air so yeah welcome amber <laughs> and then so yeah i guess to wrap this up please 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 don't 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 do that uh our, our meme of the week. Let me tell you how far I had to trudge to get away from negativity in meme land this week. <laughs> but, but we got it. Uh, the tried, the true, the solid tabletop inquirer. Oh, always um, so good. Always so good. Uh, always needs to give you what you need to get. And with Grey Nights coming this week, uh, the title of long-term update, update, this thing is still super <laughs> goofy. And again, Tyler... You're welcome, bud. You're, you were in those uh, those uh, vanguards, um, but Danny, this is a classic model. It's it's the baby carrier. It's yeah. the Grey Knight. It's kind of like part Ripley and Alien, part Dog Turd. Well, what is your take on the, <laughs> that Grey Knight? I mean, if you haven't seen the 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 video of it as a toy, like as an advertisement, like go <laughs> oh, ahead, do yourself a favor, get on YouTube, check that baby out. I forgot uh, that one. They did like the '80s style GI Joe ad for it. It's so excellent. Um, but yeah, I I don't really understand why they haven't tried to polish this model up a little bit. I mean, I know that it's newer and and that kind of thing, but like it could use a serious facelift and maybe a, a redesign as far as like. Just, just take the whole concept back to the drawing board, boys, and uh, figure it out. But here's the thing: how does one fit a dread knight in the Rubicon Primaris? <laughs> because that's the only real way to, to physically embiggen a Space Marine model well, nowadays is to make it first Primaris. Of all, you need to consult with your apothecary before crossing the Rubicon Primaris. <laughs> I do enjoy a good joke based on a podcast no one listens to. Uh, that, that is quite wonderful. Uh, um but yeah i just i don't i don't know i think someone had a fever dream they were like design this yeah. psychic space marine uh line and they're like that sounds really cool and then they you know close the deadline run it up and they're like what's this and i'm like <laughs> oh um it's a marine being carried by a big robot and it's psychic <laughs> because of its sword and its gun uh yeah like so i think what happened is somebody watched way too much aliens Right, they were like, they're like, huh? I'm gonna Google image search, small person beats large monster, and like, I need to make this into a Grey Knight thing. And they're like, oh, a power lifter, cool. Yeah, we'll just make this into uh, into a Grey Knight's thing. But it looks stupid if I just stick like a Terminator inside of a power lifter. I'm gonna have to just give it like actual legs and ankles and feet, and uh, that's really where it loses it for me because it's too like anthropomorphized so like it's it actually has like legs it's too real for me <laughs> oh, oh man but it is a part of the upcoming hex firebox coming uh coming out for thousand suns and gray knights we're gonna see those codexes this weekend hopefully uh then we're gonna talk about them more next week on grim after dark uh finally before we move on to some well-loved taylor um, Danny, you are playing in the 32-person oh. GT uh, for Charity Hammer, uh, one of the toughest GTs around. You have yeah. single elimination. Uh, round one, uh, you are playing against a fellow FLGN uh, student, I guess. I was going to say alumni, but we haven't been fired yet, so that doesn't make sense. No, not yet. Um, <laughs> signals of the Frontline host, uh, Seth Oster. Yeah, uh, I think we have a picture of Seth here. Seth, yes, here seeing molesting a dolphin. 
You know, dolphins are known as the molesters of the sea. Actually, I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, it's the other way around. Same kind of standards that we do to primates. Because, like, you would call a primate, you wouldn't call, you'd call a chimpanzee a molester if he, you know, sexually abused uh, other animals, including humans. So, but uh, Seth's getting real chummy with him there. You can see. Let, let me let me ask Danny, and then we're gonna ask producer Val. Can we get that picture back on the screen for like the rest of the segment here? In so your game, you're you're playing your Mechanicus uh, against his Oryx. In this situation, are you the Dolphin or Seth? Well, that's a great question, John. I mean, that's... I don't know who's doing the molesting in this picture, but I think I'm the molester and he's the molestee. If you want to get technical. Um, <laughs> look all i know going into this weekend i'm looking I'm, I'm looking i'm looking around at who's going to be the number two uh in this game and it's not me for once number two and, uh, uh it's gonna so be you, were, you were playing this game at what time uh it's going to be noon on friday uh pacific time that'll be streamed live for the entire world to see um uh, and are you a better person than me? Do you remember what stream you're on? Because there are literally three streams. Happening. Yeah, I believe I'm on the on the uh, best in faction stream. I'm on stream one. Stream um, one. This is this is this is a top build game. I don't know if you know that or not, John, but um, th this game is important not just for me, um, but for all the animals that Seth has hurt in his line of work. <laughs> so that's who I'm really dedicating my. <laughs> Can we get that other image up just so people can see, like what I'm fight what I'm fighting against here? Look at this. What we have here is a picture of a Seth, allegedly a medical professional, uh, strangling a vulture, I believe, from the looks of it. Seth the Mad Doc is truly a Mad Doc. Truly and, lives uh, up to his name. He does, and that Man. you know that vulture's not getting a bionic leg. I'll tell you that. So what I will say: go to charityhammer.com uh donate your money if you can to help out it helps out child's play which is a fantastic charity but really the more you donate the more demoralized seth will be because he <laughs> hates helping people um, <laughs> and and you'll be able to empower danny to that win in that game again it's going to be a uh, 12 pacific i believe on That's the right. main biff pod stream and we want everyone to watch along with that uh i know i will be like speed like respecting the rules and just yelling mean things from outside so I don't disturb the game. Yeah. And willing on Danny with all 2% of my soul. Get your lunch, bring it with you to the game because I'll be handing Seth his. <laughs> that's, that's, that's ending that part in the high note. Um, I love that. That's pretty good. Well, we've kept you all waiting through our terrible jokes. Uh, my uh, obsession with people receiving... Um, uh, receiving weird pictures uh, from the internet. We're going to bring on uh, Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Taylor of Taylor is here to talk about Taylor. Uh, hey, Taylor. Oh, howdy, it's me from I like, earlier. I like that you kind of, uh, like, right as your TV appeared. Um, that way. <laughs> that way, it just seemed like you, you anger raged it into existence, which is well, I grand for you. I only started to exist once the TV started to exist. So it, one can't exist without the other. And on FLGN, do you really exist if you don't have a TV? That, no, that, no. That's the main question we got. Yeah, no, absolutely not. So Taylor, we gave you literally weeks of research. Uh, <laughs> come on in here to talk about your favorite book. I'm going to slap my hand right in front of the microphone as well. Um, what are you here to tell us about today? Man, you're making a lot of claims. Uh, but I am here to talk about uh, the third Dark Empyrean book, Got There, uh, Godblight. It's uh, the final book in the series, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's about uh, Gulliman and Mortarian's final battle that they have to have over the Ajax system and the planet. And also, I don't know, like all of Ultramar or whatever. I guess it's really important. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah uh, but I'm going to put it here real quick. Yeah, to Go on, Taylor. Do your patented practice and scripted uh, spoiler warning. Yes, true. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm going to try to spoil every single thing in this book for the most part. Um, it'll be incomprehensible, but I will say the words. So technically, they are spoilers. All of it. So, yeah. you know, if you don't if you don't want that, just leave. Just 
Just go away. Just leave. Or or hold, it was hold, always hold on a lie. Let's let's have a little bit of a thought. Uh, you can mute your channel. Uh, keep <laughs> watching on as many different forums as possible, like YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, everywhere this is, mm -hmm. and then angrily email uh, Val. Uh, I think it's director at flgn.com um, about how much you dislike having this book spoiled. That that is literally your best plan. Um, Taylor, yes, you said this book is the final confrontation between Gulliman and Mortarian. That seems like baloney, uh, and I know spoilers, so I'm going to give everyone like ten more seconds to leave. Well, yes, uh, they're going to have to have another one eventually because you know nobody dies in this book uh, oh so. you said that at the nine second mark man if i can't even oh, keep my promises I ruined it. i'm gonna have to leave i'm sorry <laughs> no please come back come home that's fair um so yeah uh just start just starting off with that obviously nobody dies um so that kind of sucks whatever are let's you, start the i was gonna say yes. are you telling me that a book with named characters and main faction leaders from currently active armies don't die I'm computing the answer for you, and I think it's going to have to be a yes. Oh my as crazy as that sounds, I really it's hope have to be a yes. I really hope uh, that they they turned in a draft where it's just page five, Gulliman just eats it and dies alone on the planet of Iax, and they're like, when, no, no. Yeah, no, that's how it has to happen. When the first demon host thing that he interrogates when he has that interrogation it just breaks out and kills him like every single person on the ship warned him it would that's what happens right got there oh amazing so yeah let's let's go from then back to the start again this okay. happens again in the planet of iax which is in the, the ultramar sector right uh, go. it used to be okay so first book uh, second book i believe it was turned into a demon world uh, Kugoth and Mortarian are both there. They're trying their biggest, hardest to create the strongest disease that ever was and never will be or whatever. So Kugath has a piece of uh, the cauldron, right? The, the, the whole thing. He's got like a tiny piece of it, which I guess, I don't know the structural, I don't know like the design of cauldrons really, but I feel like if you take a piece of it, it stops being, you know, like starts to leak out. I don't know, whatever. Uh, but what Nurgle gives him a whole bit and he's like, here you go. You can have this. You were made here. Do you remember? And Kulakoth is like, yeah, I remember. It's I, I know. It's my whole thing that I hate. Whatever. Stop talking to me, Dad. And so he is going to create the strongest disease that ever was so he can kill uh, Gulliman. And Mortarian is like, yes, I think that is awesome. That is the coolest thing that's ever happened. And Mortarian is like, Typhus, you got to help me do this. And Typhus is like, Dad, I swear to God, if you call me again, I will kill you. I will come to your house and beat you up. Nurgle says I'm cooler than you. Do you have any idea who I am? I'm me. Your son, but I'm better. Imagine, like, your dad just wanting his whole life to have a great relationship with his dad and just having the worst possible one. So, like, they break up and he gets a new stepdad. He's like, yes, this is the opportunity for me to have that loving relationship I never had with my father before. And then the stepdad just likes the, his son more and just ignores him completely. So he has to live his life. Uh, watching every, his stepdad play on the swings with his son uh, while he then, just infects from afar. Right. And then every time you try to talk, talk to your son, he runs at you at 40 miles an hour and drop kicks you in the back of the head. That's Mortarian's every, everyday existence. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize uh, Cataphracte armor was that fast. But that, that's good knowledge to know. That's locked yeah, up here in the old brain. Question. Do you think the traumatic brain injuries that he's received from these repeated dropkicks is are why he's so into clocks? I think so. I think the ticking, right, it helps soothe his brain. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, right. Uh, that's why we need 14 million of them across the entire galaxy or whatever. It was yeah. very cool. I'm very invested in Mortarian's clocks. I think the author just watched season one of Heroes and thought it was a really good trope. And he was like, yeah, it's been like 15 years since people have watched that. Let's try that. Oh, I was going to say, I think that Mortarian is just Captain Hook. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think. And then Gulliman is the alligator. I think <laughs> so, that's the whole thing. So is it thematically that Gulliman ticks on his way everywhere? So like Mortarian will just be like infesting a planet uh, and then just be like all of a sudden he like the tick, tick, tick and really start freaking out. I love that. And that's then he has to build his own clocks, building Who? his own Mortarians. 
Who yeah. in this scenario would that make Calgar Peter Pan, or would that make him Tinkerbell? Or would Kato Sicarius be Tinkerbell? Despite having absolutely nothing to do with the story at all, I like to think Kato Sicarius is, is Peter Pan. That's fair. Oh, God. No. Yeah. Doesn't have to be. No, he's there. He's the most important guy. Is he? Yeah, he's there. I promise. He doesn't have anything to do with this at all. He doesn't. He shows up one time, and he's like, hey, main character proxy, you sure are lame. And then the main character proxy is like, yeah, well, no. And that's the whole interaction. <laughs> oh, that's the best dialogue I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the only thing Kato has to do with this book. He's there the whole time, but... I don't know. He just didn't want to. He doesn't have a Primaris model yet, so he can't really interact with the story. You know, you feel what I'm saying? That's fair. Uh, That's fair. Right. So, okay. Got it. So, they arrive in system above Ajax. They're just kind of there immediately. Um, no journey there at all. It's fine. We're just here. And Goldman is like, I have to fight Mortarian. I have to do it big large. Where is he, though? He's here, but I don't know, like, where or whatever. Uh, hey, demon host that I just found on the floor will you help me? And the demon host is like, yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever you want, man. You just got to let me out. And Goldman is like, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, hey, uh, Iliamna Namaste. I'm look directly at the camera here for a second. Iliamna Namaste. Great. Awesome. You going, you want to help me? Also some gray knights. Let's do this. And so he puts the guy in a box and then he's like, Hey, so where's Mortarian at? And the demon host is like, ha, I tricked you. I didn't want to help you. You're dumb. Ha. And then he has uh, Iliama Namaste. You should look the direct, camera directly every time I say that. Um, he's like, I'm just going to torture you. And he does that. And then uh, after like seven minutes of screaming or whatever, uh, the Grey Knights and Iliama Namaste gets the answer out of at the Demon House. And it's basically, well, he's right there. Like, we're already at the planet. He's, he's been there right, like, right there the whole time, right? Great. Awesome. Uh, and then the Demon Host gets out and Gilman does a big stab with the big sword. Because he's got the big flaming sword that kills that perma kills all demons. They don't like that. Uh, and then the yeah, gray knights I heard are like, not a fan. right? Yeah, they don't think that's really cool. No, no. And then the gray knights are like, uh, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Uh, we are never helping you again. We're leaving for twelve years. Bye. Uh, wait, and so, so wait, let's re re rewind on this a little bit. Yeah, what's up? So from from what you've told me, Gulliman came down to the planet, killed a demon. A, well, not killed on the planet yet. It's just your ship. So he came, he was on the ship, he yeah. killed the demon permanently, so like no right. management, just straight dead, removed it from existence. Right. And the Grey Knights were like, yo, this doesn't really jive with our philosophy about how we should be doing <laughs> things here. Like, we just want to banish them so that we can have some job security and do it again when you actually kill them. It's really bad. I believe his main gripe was about listening to anything that the demon thing had to say at all, which, I mean, fair. Um but yes, essentially, he was mad. Uh, and so all of the Grey Knights in the fleet leave permanently. They go by. Um, I assume to make the upcoming fight harder I, is what I think about that one. I'm not really sure. <laughs> we are leaving your crusade because we're angry and for plot reasons. Right. Yeah, if it's not a challenge, why even do it? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, okay, God. Oh, no, it's been like six minutes. Um, so, okay. So, Matthew is back. And he's like way more big, large faith. Uh, he's basically screaming at all times that uh, Gullman is the Jesus. He is the God. Look at him. He's so cool and powerful. And a bunch of uh, sisters and Cadians have flocked to his cause. And so he's got like an army of thousands, just like following him all of the time and also he looks like diogenes he uh, eats dirt and lives on the floor and sleeps in a barrel i assume he just looks like garbage all of the time so but he's like a, a rock star in his drug phase where he has like thousands of groupies following him everywhere but he falls asleep right. in a barrel on the floor passed right. out but so the uh do you like up? his character do you like his character i think his character is really interesting I really liked his character in the first and second book. And then in the third book, it's like uh, all that zealotry stuff, it's here now. And that just becomes his entire character. Uh, he just he just becomes a big screen. He becomes literally the exact opposite thing that Gilman wanted when he hired him. Right. Right. Um, 
And so, okay, God. So, okay, so they're at the planet. Matthew is being a little baby man. He's screaming all the time. Why won't you love me for calling you God? You're obviously God. It's not fair. Simping uh, hard for girly man. Simping really, really hard. He has uh, like a gulliman shaped pillow that he sleeps he, with at night. He created approximately 40,000 alternate accounts to subscribe <laughs> individually to his OnlyFans account. <laughs> gulliman only, OnlyFans. Terrible, of course, because whenever he gets naked for it, he almost dies. Right. Because of the life support system in the suit. All right, guys, I'm going to need a lot of supporters on this one. Anyway, let's not talk about that. Um, so, okay, so they're on the demon world. Not, they're not there yet. They're going to attack it. And Goldman's like, I'm going to attack it. And Matthew's like, well, I'm going to attack it first. <laughs> He's a stupid nerd. Uh, I'm going to be the one to do the big crusade. I had to do the big crusade right now. And so Goldman is like, oh, no, I definitely don't want you to do that. Everything I'm saying to you is not psychological manipulation to go down there and just die. Just please just die and get out of my hair. This is definitely not what I want you to do. And he's like, God, I'm so smart. I'm going to go on the crusade. And so uh, he basically, the, oh, man. Okay, so the coolest thing about the church in this, in this uh, book is they have a big train. And their train is huge. It's a land train. A land train like the, uh, what are they called? The squats used to have. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's awesome. Except big church. Um, and so a he land takes, church, even. Yeah. A it's the land that comes to you. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're within like 50 feet of the, the tracks. Otherwise, you have right. to go to it. I imagine that it has an apparatus on the front to lay down a track as it's moving forward. It doesn't say that that doesn't happen. So I'm going to take that one as a for sure. Right. Yeah. Cool. Gospel. Good. Right. Uh, okay. So what else, what else is happening? Um, nope. That's a completely different book. Oh no. Okay. Who is here? Got it. Felix is here. Felix is here. And he's like, <laughs> Your recollection is flawless, Taylor. Thank you. I have approximate knowledge of very many things. <laughs> uh, With, okay. To be fair, we disclaimered in the description of this episode the, that it was half remembered. So this is very right. just on true. brand for us. It's true. I was the one who chose to not do any research. This one's on me. Uh, okay, so Felix is here, and he okay. We already talked about his confrontation with Cato Sicarius, the greatest swordsman of all time. Uh, what else does he do? Almost nothing, really. Uh, Felix is uh, the main character of uh, the the book with Call, and he's also in all of the most recent Dark Imperium books. I actually think he's pretty cool. Um, he's fun, but he doesn't actually do very much in this book. He's he's more of just like the uh, the proxy character, I guess. Uh, okay, cool. So we're set up with the Imperials. It's happening with the Chaos Dudes. Okay, cool. So Mortarian is also on the planet, as directly stated by every character to exist in this book. Uh, Kugoth is also there, still stern away as things, still acting like a big baby about everything. He's just so sad all the time because I exist and I just, I just hate existing so much. It's not fair. Um, so he's creating his thing. And uh, as Kugoth is creating his thing, uh, uh, the Rainfather shows up. God, what is the Rainfather's Rodigus. name? God, you're so smart. You, you are literally up. my favorite part of this book. The <laughs> the hot tub scene. Now, right. we talked a lot about penises in Black Library earlier, so I'm excited to talk As about uh, right. the, the Rodigus hot tub scene. Right. So, okay, so didn't know this till uh, this book, but Rod, uh, Kugoth is number one in Nurgle's favor. That doesn't seem real, but whatever. Uh, Rodigus is number two. So Rodigus is constantly like jockeying for position, trying to get all up in Kugoth's business, trying to throw him on the ground or whatever and get all up in his spot. So Rodigus shows up in Big Hot Tub, right? The the Cauldron Nurgle. He shows Dude, up and he's like... Rodigus, Rodigus Cauldron Scene and Hot Tub Time Machine rhyming is not a coincidence at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that one's planned for sure. <laughs> Time doesn't exist in the warp, so I mean, they could be traveling backwards while having the conversation. So I mean, it works. Yeah, not me. <laughs> I mean, not me. As much sense as Rodigus deciding to take a bath in the cauldron of Nurgle. 
while someone's trying to make the greatest disease ever in it. Well, he thinks it's cool and funny. So he shows up and he's like, Kugoth, you're a stupid idiot. You're so dumb. I hate you so much. You're so stupid. Why are you even here? And Kugoth is like, yeah, I mean, that's fair. You don't really got to say it like that. And Rodigus is like, well, that sucks for you. This poison isn't very good, is it? And Kugoth is like, well, I mean, it'll kill you, you know, you stupid idiot. It'll kill you if you sit in it. And Rodigus is like, well, I'm already sitting in it, so why am I not dead yet, moron? And Kugoth, wait, no, yeah, Kugoth is like, oh, God, yeah, that's fair. You got me there, man. And Rodig- and then he's like, why are you even here? Why, why are you even here? Why just you just got to make fun of me? What are you even doing? And Kugoth is like, well, I mean, wait, sh- go Rodigus is like, well, yeah, I'm here to make fun of you, but I mean, you know, you should be over there fighting a big war. There's a big war going on. And he's like, why are you not at the big war? Nurgle wants you to go there. That's where Typhus went. Also, I completely forgot to mention that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot to mention that Typhus just left. Uh, he's no longer in this book. He has said, hey, there's a big war in the plague, the plague stars. I think that's way cooler. I'm a peace out. Uh, hey, Mortarian, you should follow me. And Mortarian is like, absolutely not. I will not be doing that. I have to go kill Gulliman, that guy. He has to die. I have to drag all 500 worlds into the grasp of Nurgle. And so that happened like three chapters ago. We're not talking about it anymore. Um, Wait, okay, hold on. Wait, so yeah, three chapters ago, all of Ultramar just disappeared into the warp. Cool. No, that's what he wanted to do. That's his plan. That's what all the clocks are for. Don't you understand the clocks? Okay. No, we already covered that. did you have a question? Yeah. Uh... What is so? Why does Kugath have such a refined accent? <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend I know what voice I did for him <laughs> 30 seconds ago. Okay, cool. Never mind. You'll Let's have to you'll have to ask me when I get around to it again. Okay. Cool. Where were we? <laughs> oh my god, this is the best. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Cool. So yeah, Rodigus, Rodigus in the cauldron. Kugoth right. stirring around, and like, oh, I'm gonna kill a god with this potion. And then Rodigus is like, you're just really bad at this. This is like Campbell's soup, not even right. chunky. That's exactly what happens. Then he puts all of it in his mouth, and he's like, haha, I'm not even dead, nerd. And he's like, but you should be dead. It's it's the god light. And he's like, well, I'm not. So <laughs> too stupid. And so essentially, then he just leaves. Uh, he came there entirely to make fun of him and call him a loser. And then he did that. So, I mean, mission accomplished. And then what the happened Knights then? left at this point for the rest of the book yes, because they were gone. unhappy of they're, the way Rodigus treated. They were like, right. we can't stand this demon-on-demon violence. We're, we're out of here. Yeah, they heard that conversation. They were like, that's not acceptable. It's, really it's now actually fully headcanon for me that any conflict ever, the Grey Knights just leave. Like, even if they're not there, they're just off to the side, like camera right. They're just going to pan across. But like, yeah, we don't agree with that. We're leaving. And their entire shtick is they're not demon hunters, they're demon like runawayers. I ended that really poorly, but the initial thought was good. Well, you don't need de- okay, so okay. So you spend three thousand years making a force specifically to murder demons, right? You don't need that to kill demons. You just you know, whatever, just let them leave. Yeah. Okay. They're called the Grey Knights and they paint their armor silver. Like who needs these losers? Not me. They're just um, a bunch of pranksters. Just a right. bunch of jokesters. They're like, hey guys, I told them we're called Grey Knights. I mean, just yeah. <laughs> Quality guys. Silver Knights. I mean, come on. <laughs> Obviously, look at this. Lead Belcher, come on. Anyway. <laughs> uh got it. Cool. Kugoth, wait, Kugoth's still there. Oh, Rodigus left. Cool. That that idiot's gone. What else? Got it. Cool. So Matthew is like, I'm going to land on the planet now. And then he's like, great, I'm landing on the planet now. And everything sucks. Obviously, it's a demon world. Everything sucks terrible. And while he's landing on the demon world to go fight nothing, really, he has no plan. He's just there to do, you know, the God stuff, whatever. I have the faith. Off I go. Bazinga. Um, Goldman is like, cool, now that that's over, let's all have a big war plan. Let's have a big, let's have a big war time. Everyone's going to sit 
in this conclave, we're going to talk about how we're going to kill Mortarian for sure. And so, okay, cool. So that happens. And then as it's happening, Hugoth is like, I'm going to talk to the smallest idiot demon to ever exist, but he's a spy. So he's cool. And I'm going to have him, I'm going to tell him a secret. And when you give him a secret, he goes and gets a secret. Awesome. Great. So I'm going to listen in on the, uh, the big war meeting. Great. We're going there. So he gets the, he gets the small demon and he's like, Hey, okay. I know you need a secret to do your job. This is going to be really hard for me to say. I don't really like Rodigus. Whoa. Right. And the small demon is like, sir, this is a Wendy's. Please give me a better secret. <laughs> he's like, okay, cool. I'll do better this time for sure. I don't really like other people. Whoa. Whoa, man. Crazy, right? Isn't that nuts? And the little man is like, sir, please just give me your order. Please. <laughs> And so Kugath is like, all right, I got it this time. I got it. That Primarch blood that I used to make the God Blight, <laughs> I still have some. Cool. Is that good enough? And he's like, yes. All right, number six on the, on the rack. Please wait over there in line. Cool. So that's done. So then the little man becomes is a burger. He doesn't actually. Now? Yes. I'd, I don't know how you order food. Have you ever have you ever been to a Burger King? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> well, neither's neither's this dude. Kurgath is at a Wendy's. Remember your own head cannon, sir. Uh, I I can't. <laughs> I think uh, I refuse. Cool. So yeah, the little man becomes a burger. Downgrade? Yeah, true. Yeah, man, I could go for a baconator right now. So bad, I'm so hungry. Anyway, uh, the this little man sponsored by Wendy's. <laughs> true anyway he becomes a burger and then he flies into the and then he flies into the material world as a burger he's not a burger he's himself whatever and he finds a morally weak corrupt man or whatever i don't know the requirements for what gets you demon possessed it's fine and then he flies into his mouth like a burger would do right like a baconator would do Mm -hmm. and then he uh just kind of rides along in this dude's brain he also makes him you know deathly ill constantly coughing has no idea where he is or who he is but you don't need to know any of those things to be an officer in the imperium so it's fine cool so he attends the big meeting and the little guy watches through his eyes as as so billman's big plan essentially is we're gonna go out there cool got it we're gonna go out there on the planet and then we're going to fight Mortarian. That's it. That's what I got. We're going to fight him. <laughs> Tactical genius okay. of the 41st millennium. That's what are you going to do? Going right. to punch him in the face. I'm going to fight him. How am I going to fight him? Well, I'm going to put my forces on the ground. Okay. Cool. Right? And then like pincer, drop. No, absolutely not. Oh. No. We're going we're gonna to go on the ground. And then because I'm here... He's going to come out, and then we're going to fight. And then I'm going to win. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're going to have a plan, that's a pretty solid plan. It's like, what is your plan? I'm just going to win. I'm just going, uh, I'm simply then, going to win. We're, we're going to leave it at that. I'll just win. We'll call it right. good. All done. That's all you need, right? Also, cool. uh, as much as awesome. I, I hate bringing it up here, I do want to say uh, the Twitch chat is telling you, Grey Knights have their own paint now, you nerd. Um, so if you are painting yours lead belcher, you're doing it wrong. Well, it'd be really weird for me to imply I can do anything right. So obviously I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> Just yeah. storm host silver the whole way. The whole thing. Uh, cool. So, so the little fly yeah. man sees it and he's like, awesome. That's the smartest plan I've ever seen in the entire universe. Well, the little fly man, like, wait, that's the plan. Really? Yeah. He yeah. needed to give me a favor to, to right. see this, which is just yes. charging. Absolutely. I'm going to move six inches. And are you within 12? I'm going to charge. That's the whole thing. Uh, so cool. So little man, flyman is like, man, that's the sickest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Wow. That is, that is why he gives you three CP when he's your warlord for sure. And so he goes to leave 
And then a librarian is there, and the librarian is like, bro, I knew you were here the whole time. Literally, no, he what did are you? Not. He did not. Did you think, like, a librarian, like, sees people, like, sneak up to them? He's like, oh. And they're like, oh, did I scare you? Like, no, my psychic powers, I knew you were here the whole time. Don't worry I knew, about bro, it. Bro, I knew you were here the whole time. That's fine. Like, librarians aren't really psychic. They're just really, like, really bad mentalists. There you go. They're emotional vampires, one might say. <laughs> I would say that. So then he kills the little fly man. Uh, so he doesn't even tell Kugoth anything. He just dies. So why do we have that extent? It's fine. Uh, and the guy he was possessing also doesn't die. He's fine. He's just like, you know, possessed by a demon of Nurgle for like three days. No worries. Whatever. Just go to bed. You're fine. <laughs> Cool. Is this like a really long, convoluted fly on the wall joke? I just have to ask that. Uh, yes. Oh, that's really clever. <laughs> yes. No. Yes, it is. Hundred percent correct. I wonder if like the guy turned it in, and the editors were like, "Bro, look, we told you you had to add this scene in with a scene with the demon. We need this in there." He's like, "Well, screw you. I'm gonna do like a little fly on the wall then." And like, perfect. I don't care. Just yes. finish it and get it sent in. Just please. And so he's like. And a fly infects a dude's brain, and he sees his plan, and it was bad, and then he dies. But the guy's fine, because I wrote five chapters afterwards with him in it. He, okay, God, does he appear at all? I don't think he appears at all. It's He's whatever. We just had to, you know what? He's fine. You know what? Actually, I'm choosing to say he's dead now. He died. No, no, he actually, at the very end of the book, he gets the Marvel-style Matthew will return. Uh, oh. And then in Dark Imperium 4. Uh, I was going to say, hope. he got the Predator suit from the end of The Predator, which is the worst movie I've ever seen in my the history of all existence. We're not here to talk about how much Whoa. I hate that movie. Yeah, all, oh God. Yeah. Wow. all of it. Well, it's we're about to cut movie. away from the well, Taylor feed right here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, he's gone. So we'll, we'll, oh. we'll accept many things. We'll accept like half-remembered stories. We'll remember like very rage-filled things of books we love like black legion we won't accept any trash talk about predator absolutely not it's like, absolutely not the sheer circumference and biceps alone in that movie is and it's now and i will say it is it is in the flgn style guide that <laughs> all guests and hosts must watch predator at least once a month to get the feeling of frontline as a company it's true I'm going to need to be real clear here. I didn't say Predator. I said oh, The Predator. Look at you backtracking now. Right. Which is the movie that came out in like 2015 and ruined my entire life. Or <laughs> Val, if you want to get... way more recent than 2015. Uh, Producer I... Val, if you want to get that picture of Seth back up, I think we have a visual indication of what Predator is. Uh, and it's perfect. Yep. Yep. That's uh 2017's Predator movie. Perfect. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, back to back to God Black. Awesome. Uh, as cool. the chat is quick to point out that uh, the visual jokes were great in audio format. Uh, so, True, agreed. Um, so yeah, Fly Guy finds a plan, dies, doesn't right. tell anyone, doesn't do anything um, at all. Then the plan continues as normal. It does, and after the meeting, immediately Goldman was like, "That's not even my real plan." <laughs> so. After like, that, idiot, like I just charging you headlong, nerd. Uh, after that, I think they just start attacking the planet. My my brain is very fast right now. I can't get the information out of it, but I'm pretty sure they just start attacking the planet. Uh, Matthew is still there, and he still has his big train, and the big train with the big train gun is oh the land church. Right. It's vaguely doing things. It's the coolest part of the book, for sure. So they <laughs> land on the planet. That's the best part, is something vaguely doing something is the best part yeah. of the book. I just want to make sure I understand. Yeah. Oh, yes. boy. <laughs> big train. When I say big train in my brain, endorphins happen. Serotonin is created when I say big train. Do you understand? Like the comedy sketch show from like the 2000s? I'm not going to pretend to know what that means, John. 
That's fair. It's real boomer humor. <laughs> cool. Cool. So, got it. Got it. So, they go to the right, planet. So, yes. Yeah. Train time. Right. Train time. But not actually. Um, somehow, we kind of know where the cauldron is. I think the possessed kind of told him a little bit. I think he just told him about his existence. And so Goldman was like, ah, oh, yes, I shall deduce from the knowledge of his existence at all where it is. And so he sends um, five infiltrators to get it. Five. <laughs> I love the fact Gulliman came up with this fake plan where he's like, I'm going to land all of my forces and we're going to do a direct assault uh, on Mortarian and we're going to do this thing. It's like, okay, so Nurgle's literal cauldron that he's created every disease ever known is on this planet. What do you want to do? I'm like, I'm going to send a single troops choice with no upgrades. I'm gonna, okay, true. However, there is a Primaris Lieutenant there with the oh. Storm Shield and the sword, right? He probably even mastercrafted it. You guys got a two-up save. I have no way of knowing. You feel, uh, you feel though, Nurgle's Cauldron would do mortals or some kind of area of effect thing. No, it's fine. So you would probably send more than five guys. No, absolutely not. Six. Six, right, because right. one six has... Guys. Six would right. be perfect statistically. Like, there's no better number right. to send than six troops. Not total at that point. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it's only six because that's how the mountains of the Impulsor can fit. It makes so much sense. Oh. I think there was actually... Oh, right. No. Okay. Yeah, I think there was actually another squad, but they immediately die. So my brain is not telling me if they exist or not. Doesn't anyway. matter. It was promoting the new kill team uh, version. Uh, sure. Thank you for letting me steal that uh, joke, Alendro. I appreciate ah. that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yes. So, um, okay, cool. So the cool thing that happens, um, they're on this planet, and the planet has been Nurgleified for like a couple of years or whatever. But since it's the warp. It's been like a hundred thousand. It's been like a bajillion years or whatever. And there's been like 40 generations of people who have lived and died on this planet. Now they only live to be like 30 because it's a demon world. That makes sense. Sure. But I mean, you know, it's still like a hundred generations. But if time uh, has no meaning in the warp, are you really 30? Yes. Yes. I'm okay. saying, I'm saying objectively. Yes. So time has meaning in the warp. Got it. It does now. <laughs> It does you can't sometimes. objectively give something an age and then say that time has no meaning in the warp. I'm you just... might not be able to, but I can. And anyway. I will. Glenn <laughs> Church goes, train, boom. We're True. attacking. We've right. sent literally the, the least amount of assets possible to seize the most deadly device in the galaxy. Right. Gullman is like bar barreling along there. Like Mortarian is like winding his 130th clock because for some reason that's a thing that he does now since these books. I love the clocks. Uh, got it. So cool. So I mentioned the people on the, the populace of the planet at all because the team of infiltrators meet some and they were like, oh God, we got to get these people off world. And then one of them decides to exert a few more decibels than was probably optimal. And so they were like, oh yeah, never mind. We're going to execute this village right now. And one of the intercessors, one of the infiltrators is like that. What? That was, that's an escalation. Do we have to? And the lieutenant is like, yes, we do. They know where we are now or they might or whatever. And so then there's a five minute scene where they kill every single villager. They won't For know where we are if we murder everyone in this town and leave so, a pile of bodies in our wake. A screaming woman can't let the enemy know where you are. If you fill her with 40, 70 millimeter explosive rounds that detonate on impact with the force of a RPG. I feel that they would hear those things detonating at the force of impact and it would be much louder than a I feel waiting. that you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that is... on, just so you know, I, yeah. I don't know if you know this or not, Nurgle demons actually don't have ears. Oh, right? fair. Big fair. They just have That's, the one big uh, eye. Must be why I lose when I play Nurgle demons. And they and they because they when they count like that's not auditory that's kind of uh, a symbolism. No, I don't know. I'm making this up. Okay, sorry. I can tell. Yeah, no, it's it <laughs> that's real good. Well, apparently, uh, you can't hear numbers. 
which is phenomenal. That's true. Yeah. No, that's that's objective for sure. But yeah, we're 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 now god blighting down. We have right. god on god action. Okay, cool. So right, yeah. So when Goleman said that just running at him wasn't actually his plan, he's kind of a liar. Uh, so they walk out and then they're about to fight and then a bomb falls from the sky and Goleman is like, that bomb was like really expensive. And that's the only part of his, that's the only part of his plan that wasn't explicitly stated really was the material cost of the bomb. So that's fine. Um, and then a bunch of plague Marines die as they're want to do. They're 21 points. Terrible. 21 points garbage um like a thousand of them die so that's cool uh and so like literally the only time you'll see plague marines on a battlefield right they were playing it's well it's a crusade game right like oh it's, fair. You know, yeah they're, cool. they're playing to the narrative here i have all so, the order upgraded for free it's, it's it, fine. it makes well, a lot yeah. of narrative sense that thousands of plague marines would die yeah uh cool so with the death of like a bajillion parts of this army uh there's now enough space there's a 15 foot crater or whatever where uh gilman and mortarian can fight and um so cool so they they jump at each other they're trading blows um and iliama namaste and uh some cabal of sorcerers or whatever puts a force field over gilman and mortarian so that they can fight i think it's because he was mad at gilman so that gilman couldn't get away when mortarian starts obviously just beating the crap out of him because that's what's going to happen he said goleman please who do you think you are what are you doing you don't even have sisters of silence this time like with magnus what do you hello you've done this before they what's were really going on by the demon murder as well they left with a great right. ass they were their ride right <sighs> I also completely forgot to tell you about the part where Kugoth creates the super poison. He's like, yes, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. And then Mortarian is like, it's not even that cool, idiot. And then he's like, dude, come on. I've been working for this for like unpulled millennia. You can't just call it lame. You I can't just... Hardest. You can't just call it lame. <laughs> Hello? Like, this is not even a joke. That's kind of verbatim. Uh, and so he becomes large as to show Mortarian that he is not lame. And the Mortarian is like, man, you're, you're, we're not friends anymore. You're so lame. And then he leaves with the God blight. I like and, how at the end it turns into clueless. Um, right. That, that's pretty neat. That that's how death guard plays is like a bunch right. of teen girls arguing. True. And then that's, and now we're back at the current time where I left 15 seconds ago. We're back. Remember that we're back there. Got it. Cool. So, Early, uh, but sure. <laughs> Mortarian starts fighting and then immediately starts winning because, again, we've been here before. What are you doing? Uh, and and uh, Goleman, there we go. He's on the ground and he's dying. And he's like, God, I'm dying. I'm dying. So I'm big. So dying right now. And oh, and like, we're going to stop this real quick. Uh, yeah. In case you're just joining us, spoilers, by the way. Big spoilers oh, yeah. coming up. The biggest spoilers um, or whatever. Because even though we said spoilers earlier, if you're still watching, you say, oh, I'm not going to follow along. You might follow along with this last five minutes. Please continue. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Uh, anyway, so Mertarian is like, yeah, you think you're dying right now? Lamau. And he injects him with a big, with 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 the god blight, the thing on the cover of the book. He injects him with that. By the way, Gilman's neck looks really weird on the cover of the book. We're not talking about that right now. So why, when you're beating him to death, would you stop beating him to death to inject him with a poison that would kill him when you were killing him anyway? Because despite everything Mortarian has ever said, he wants to convert Gulman to the dark side for fun, I think. It's, uh, I, it's like uh, a... It's like a 40k version of trying to get your friend to listen to the Smiths with you when you were in school. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing allowed, nothing. I will say I'm I, doing nothing but boomer references today. Am I allowed uh, to say boomer? Because I will. You you are. Oh, yeah. You're so old. Anyway. I, I am. Yeah. Uh, so he injects him with the god blight to like make him the evil or whatever, and uh, you know if he doesn't become evil, he'll just like die. <laughs> win win uh okay cool so that's happening that's happening right now we're gonna leave that scene cool we're in a different scene now 
we're going to uh we're gonna go fight the Cauldron and Urgle. Also also Kugoth is there. What do we have to fight him? Well we got the big train and we got an armored company and we got uh Baby Pask. I don't remember this dude's name, but he's a tank commander and he's Cadian, so he's Baby Pask. Got it, cool, we're moving on. Uh Baby Pask is having a crisis of faith and he's like, ah, maybe God isn't real or whatever. And that's the whole thing. But then he gains his faith uh, two chapters into that dilemma. And this dilemma takes six chapters. So it's fine. Whatever. And then he shoots Kugoth in the face with his battle cannon. And then he dies. Anyway. Uh, so at the same time that the infiltrators are done murdering a bunch of innocent civilians, they get to the cauldron. Oh, really loud. Right. It was not allowed. They get to the cauldron at the same time as the land train and they're like wow that land train is so cool <laughs> man <laughs> so so they sent five intercessors to walk to the yes. cauldron and then they also a, a land train <laughs> well so they didn't send the land train oh good it just no yeah it just went it just went there because matthew is the head of the land train and he's standing on the pulpit and he's just kind of T-posing at Chaos. And as he's T-posing at Chaos, it can't affect him because it's too strong. This T-pose mm. is too strong. It's filled with faith. Got it. Cool. <laughs> so they arrive at the same time, and they're like, wow, that's so cool. And then Kugoth is like, come on, guys. Like, this is my this is my big moment. You know what? Yeah, we're going to go back. This is my big moment. Like, what do you – come on. This isn't fair. First Martarian called me lame, and now you guys are here to like touch my cauldron. Come on. Um, and then all the Primaris die because Kugoth kills them because it was only five of them. Of course, they all died. <laughs> right, except for one. He's fine. Uh, but <laughs> before, before he oh. dies, uh, the Primaris lieutenant manages to do a big cut on Kugoth and then Kugoth is like well that that didn't matter at all I didn't know why you even bothered and then he stabs him with his gigantor sword and that's the end of that guy what a nerd uh but as they're doing that it gives Matthew enough time to uh t-pose levitate all the way to the to the cauldron and be like man god sure is real and then he taps the cauldron with his hand and then god kills the cauldron so that's cool uh it explodes (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, Just the emperor sending thousands of diseases across the continent from the explosion. Yeah. So, yeah uh, so he he does a big pray, and then he touches the cauldron, and then the emperor shows up, and it's like, man, this thing is stupid, and he sh- he stabs it with his big glowing sword. Okay, so um, I know we've used a lot of metaphors, and we've made a lot of jokes and a lot of names. If we want to rewind like fifteen seconds here, you said the emperor showed up. And stabbed a destroyed cauldron with a sword. Yeah, so it's not it's it's uh not like uh there might have been it was his faith or whatever. No, an actual like apparition of the emperor shows up with a big glowing sword and stabs the cauldron. So that's cool. Didn't I don't know what know that's how about. I feel about that. Oh, I feel terribly. Uh, and so okay, we're in that scene right now. Awesome. We're now leaving it once again. We're going back to where <laughs> Goleman is, and Goleman is still dying. He is still dying on He's the really floor. He is great at it. But he manages to roll his four plus when the cauldron is destroyed. So he gets back up with D6 wounds. Um, except this is verbatim from a chapter in the book, by the way. Right. But he gets up in the Garden of Nurgle. And so he's in the Garden of Nurgle right now. And he's like, man, I sure am here. And Mortarian is like, man, you sure are stupid. God, join the Zarkstad already. Whatever, nerd, loser. Uh, and then Goleman is like, well, I'm just going to have a memory real quick. And so he has a memory of that time that he met the emperor. And the next five minutes of that memory are basically just the emperor calling him a stupid baby, a stupid baby nerd, (laughs) a stupid idiot. What are you doing? That feels like a projection of Goleman's insecurities, but I'm not, I'm not the guy. I can't, I can't answer that for him. I will say Uh, Taylor is not a trained psychiatrist or a psychologist in any way. Uh, and I have his uh, diagnosis here. Amateur. Right. So uh, he has a bunch of insecurities about being called a tool or whatever, but he doesn't actually even say that. Like, I don't know, for being like a fractured soul being fed by the suffering and prayers of like a quadrillion people, the emperor was pretty nice about it. Like, he doesn't actually (laughs) even say anything. He's like, man, you sure are alive again. Lamau, get going. 
and uh mortarion is also there by he's in the memory because i guess if you just have a memory hard enough like it'll bleed into reality except i guess they are on the warp so that would make sense anyway so he's mortarion is there in the warp where time doesn't matter unless you're talking about birthdays Um, right unless it's whatever i say unless you um what's up unless you think it matters right yeah i think it matters yeah i think it matters me i make all the rules um so okay so he has that memory and mortarian is like that's the scariest thing i've ever seen in my life sir uh and then goldman is like you're right and then goldman is then fine uh he's in he's in the realm of nurgle and he's like man maybe god is real and so he uh flies into the air with his big golden sword and he calls mortarian an idiot and it might, it's probably not Golman talking right now. It's implied to be directly the Emperor. Uh, so he flies into the air, and he's, he looks at Nurgle, and he's like, your will is a baby will that is smaller than me and mine, T-Pose. And then he looks at Mortarion, and he's like, wow, you made some bad choices in life, dude. What are you even doing? Uh, might save you one day. Not right now, though. And then uh, a door in the manse opens, and mortarion flies he just tumbles over over end over end screaming no into the uh into the manse and then when he goes into the manse the windows dramatically shut and then gulman is like still t-posing with the flaming sword and then he sets most of nurgle's realm on fire like most of it like he burns he's just like sweeps his big sword and then fire shoots out and then his will was apparently huge or whatever. I don't know. I don't know the mechanics of this one. I'm not sure on the logistics. But uh, he sets most of Nurgle's realm on fire. And then he comes back to life. He made his 4+. plus On the battlefield, he made his 4+. plus. So he comes back with two six moons. And all this skin that fell off, he now has again. And the armor of fate doesn't look garbage anymore. And he's fine. And also, also, Matt. Okay, so we're that scene. Awesome, done. Leaving it once again. We're going back to the cauldron. Cool. Uh, Matthew, full of disease, still alive. Whatever. Uh, the custodians are there now. They showed up a bit late. Don't know what's going on with that. They were um, really offended by their use of demon weapons. Uh, mm, so yeah, that makes sense. So they physically pick up the disgusting remnants of matthew who was still alive but obviously very gross and they pick him up and they take him off to a ship and they also take the single living primaris guy who was in the previous books he's a nova he's the nova marine guy i don't know i don't particularly care um so he's fine got it so he's fine (laughs) and then uh whatever uh the land train unfortunately destroyed greatest loss of the book in my opinion and so then they're abs- okay, cool. Book's basically over. Uh, he then, Matthew and the Emperor, not the Emperor, God, oh, Gullman go into, Gullman goes into the room where Matthew is. He's like, God, you sure are sick, aren't you? That's weird. Uh, and Matthew's like, I have one message left. You're God. And then he dies. Um, which that's just what he's been saying all the time that's he's been saying that since minute one i uh i think he says the emperor is like watching you or whatever but i mean yeah he was yeah. right there and he's so a I giant s- perv watching you all the time i saw him um, he's over there that's crazy cool <laughs> book over i did it you did badly badly no no it, it was it was wonderful aside <sighs> from your heretical views on the movie predator um, I was with Pop you the predator. whole way. Predator. Yeah, Pop predator. It, it was great. All, all, all hail predator. Uh, again, official, official FLGN movie, <laughs> uh, predator. So Taylor, uh, looking at that, what are the implications? Like, so there's a lot of stuff that happens in this book that we touched over. Right. Um, what are the implications coming out of this? Where do you see sort of the lore in around 90 seconds to three minutes? Got it. Cool. Uh, well, for one, the emperor is just straight up awake now. Uh, there's no more ambiguity of like, is he a god? What is he not a god? Is he just a big dumb corpse? Is he just a big smelly skeleton? But is also a god because people worship it. There's no ambiguity anymore. He's just, he's yeah, he's a he's a big powerful warp entity who's now awake and doing stuff. Um, at the beginning of the book, completely forgot to mention it. Um, 
the crusade that is happening is having a hard time being like retributed against because the emperor is actively like shielding their position from the enemy. So yeah, just straight the hey ambiguity? No. The emperor is awake now and he's he's not happy. Also, he directly told Mortarian to his face that maybe one day he could cure him, which I don't know. That's cringe. Um <laughs> personally. Uh yeah, what do you think? Danny, well what what are your takeaways from this? Oh wow. Uh, um yeah, that's a lot to take in. Um uh why <laughs> why would they do that why would they put a redemption arc in for a for a trader plant that's like the dumbest i don't know uh, uh, cringe it's the only uh, word for it to, to wrap it up as someone who owns approximately uh eight thousand points of painted death guard a redemption arc uh, fills me with all kinds of fear uh that i don't want to have to build paint and assemble a loyal death guard force because things change so we could neatly kind of tie that redemption in fact if we can make a promise as a community as the frontline gaming network community to not send authors dick pics uh then maybe maybe <laughs> we won't have a redemption arc uh for my army and i won't have to repay that other thing uh and that would make me super super happy uh taylor Thank you yeah. so much for coming on uh, with with immense notice and, and taking us through this amazing book, Goblight, available True. on Audible, uh, Black Library, Games Workshop. It is a pretty good book. And lore-wise, there's a heck of a lot that goes on uh, that, that you're going to want to follow up on. Sure. Um, check out the streams, the BiffBod stream, the Art of War YouTube, and the Canhammer Twitch stream. And, of course, your own friendly Frontline Gaming Network uh, for this weekend's Charity Hammer event. Uh, where Danny is going to go to the third round and then choke, uh, which is kind of my own personal prediction here. <laughs> wow. Um, Thanks, man. Uh, Just going to do it to him right there. If, if, you, if you do have a bracket, they have a bracket. If you guess the bracket correctly, you win a beast snagger box. And let me tell you, Danny, um, I really want that box. So if you could just throw it in the third, I'd appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, no dice. <laughs> So yeah. Throwing it in the first. Thank you for watching Grim After Dark. Uh, be sure <laughs> if you like this, be sure to subscribe to Frontline Gaming Network wherever they are found. Uh, for Danny and Taylor, I've been John, and we will see you next Tuesday. True. Mm -hmm.